come into contact with um, see this in and through us. May they experience you, O oh God, um, through our lives lived out. May they say the God of Christians is a God who is truly um, uh, loving, who is kind, who is um, patient, and who shows mercy to sinners. And so we pray that this would be true for not only us, but even those in our land and those who have not even heard of your name yet, and that this would um, bring light and bring love and bring um, courage and joy to their hearts, O oh God. And these things we pray and ask in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Oh, thanks, Tepo. Um, yeah, even as you're praying, just recognizing the importance of prayer, the, the importance of coming before God, humbling ourselves before Him, um, making our prayers and petitions known to Him, because it is for our good and ultimately for His glory that we do this, uh, that we might even see His hand move uh, in our midst. Uh, Glenn Williams actually on Facebook or via WhatsApp uh, makes the point and it's very well made. Uh, Martin Luther said in times like this, um, it is not a, a obligation to pray, it is a duty to pray. Um, this is what we are given to as believers. Uh, friends, if, if you're joining us on, on Facebook uh, at the moment, I do recognize that you didn't get the first part of the stream. I'm really sorry about that. We had a technical glitch. Um, but it is good that you are joining us now. It's good to have you with us. Um, do trust that the Lord uh, is glorified. What we're doing is we, we're working through a book which I've been reading by Martin, uh, by Martin Luther, by Matthew Henry, uh, a book which is Methods of Prayer. And he rather helpfully um puts together scriptures under headings that enable us to pray according to God's word uh, in ever increasing depth and uh, really have appreciated uh, going through the content. As we come up to the hour, I'm going to pray regarding the moral uh, decency and civility of our nation that the Lord God would stir in the hearts of men, that we would act like men <laughs> created in the image of God. Um, Matthew Henry says the following, he says that we ought to pray for the success of all the endeavors, um, for the reformation of manners. <laughs> Basically what he's saying is that we would be a kind and gracious and loving and friendly people. Uh, the suppression of vice, that uh, the kinds of sins that we see all around us, that people are given to, that the Holy Spirit would suppress that. Um, that we wouldn't be given to our carnal lusts, but rather we would grow toward um, uh, holiness and profanities, um, that religion and virtue would be supported um, and the bringing of religion and virtue would be brought uh, into much reputation. In other words, people would hunger for the things of God, that they would see the people of God and the way that the people of God are conducting themselves and that they would love that, that they would see that as being noble and honorable and they would therefore look for the things of God because they see God's people growing in virtue um, and that we would be a virtuous people, that that would give us opportunities for the gospel. Let me give you a couple of passages of scripture which underline what Matthew Henry has noted. He says from Psalm chapter 7 verse 9, let, let the evil of the wicked come to an end, but establish the righteous. 
for you are the righteous God who tries the hearts and minds. And then from Psalm 94, Spirit, many stand up for you against evildoers and take their stand for you against those who do wickedness. And friends, it's really encouraged my heart as I've seen churches, particularly in KwaZulu-Natal, really standing up for the things of God and standing against the wickedness that they're seeing around them and ultimately seeking how they can serve their communities in the midst of the flames that God might be glorified in and through them. From Romans chapter 11 verse 26, let the deliverer come to Zion and remove ungodliness from Jacob. Let the filth of Jerusalem be washed away from its midst by the spirit of judgment and the spirit of burning. Let the unrighteousness shut its mouth. Let the infection of the plague be stayed by the executing judgment. Let those who are striving against sin never grow weary or lose heart. We ought to pray uh, particularly I, I'm thinking of our, our police and those who dispense justice in our lands. We ought to pray at this moment that they would strive against sin and that they would not grow weary, that they would be given the strength that they need to execute the judgment which is required in this present moment. Zechariah says, remove an unclean spirit from the land and give to the people purified lips that all of them may call on the name of the Lord. Friends, we don't just need, although we do need, an economic change in our country. I mean, certainly we are a land of immense disproportion when it comes to uh, economics. But we don't just need an economic change in our land. We don't just need political strengthening of our leaders in our land, although we need leaders who are strong and who are righteous in this present moment. Friends, what we need in our land is a revival. We need people from all over our land to have their spirits changed. We need people with purified lips that call on the name of the Lord. That comes from Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 9. That is a seriously scary book to read because it's a book of immense judgment. But in the middle of it is this call for people to call on the name of the Lord while they still can, while salvation is available. Reach out while you may and call upon the name of the Lord. Deuteronomy 26 in the law of Moses says, Set your people high above all nations for praise, for fame, for honor, by making us a consecrated people to the Lord our God. Consecrated means set apart, sanctified, set apart that we might do the things which God would have us do for his glory and for our good. We ought to pray that we would be that people in our nation in South Africa even now that moral decency would increase and that civility would increase and that unrighteousness and evildoers would be suppressed. Let's pray that in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father God, in your word, we see you, Lord God, dealing with nations, sometimes harshly because of their unrighteousness and the rebellion in their hearts. And it's right that you do so, Father. But Father, we also see you dealing with nations, reforming them. <laughs> I think, Lord God, of Nineveh, Jonah going to Nineveh and an entire city turning to the Lord when they recognized that your wrath and destruction would be upon them. Oh, Father God, I think of South Africa and I think of it even in this moment. Please, Lord God, would you suppress 
evil and evildoers in our midst? And would you raise up the banner of the righteous? Father God, not for our own sake, but for your sake, would you do this? Would the name of Jesus be proclaimed in our cities, in Peter Maritzburg and in Umschlange, and Lord God in Durban and in all those small towns as you head south toward Port Shepston and Port Edward? Lord God, would your name be proclaimed in the hearts of men? Might we sing praises to the Lord our God? Might we be consecrated, a consecrated people in our country? This can only happen, Lord God, if you move in the hearts of men and call them away from sin and toward the person of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, would you grant repentance and faith that they would believe and call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father God, we do pray for South Africa. We pray that moral decency would increase. We pray, Lord God, that we would be a civil nation. And we pray this, Lord God, for the sake of peace and tranquility, that your gospel would go out unhindered. And this we pray in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Friends, I'm, I'm looking at the time. We've come up for 10 o'clock. Uh, it is time to cut to a, um, a musical interlude. Uh, it gives you a chance to grab a cup of coffee uh, and to prepare your heart and your mind for a second hour. When we come back, we'll be joined by a good friend of mine, uh, Andrew Butterworth from God First, who will lead us in further prayers uh, from God's Word that God might be glorified as God's people reach out to the Lord and petition him for the sake of our country. We'll be back soon. Well, friends, it's, uh, it's good to be back with you uh, for the second hour of praying for our nation this morning. Uh, we really are focused on prayer. Uh, our intention is to come before the Lord um, and humble ourselves. Uh, our intention is to pray for the good of the people of our land, that God might be glorified in our midst. Um, we're guided as we go about this by scripture, right? I mean, that, that's what we want to do. We want to grow in our knowledge of God's word. And then we want to pray God's word into all the, 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 the parts of our lives. Because then we know we're praying according to the will of God. That's our desire, to pray according to God's word, uh, even in this present distress. And so uh, what we've done is I've been reading through a book by Matthew Henry uh, called Methods of Prayer. Um, and he rather helpfully gives us a whole list of ways that we can pray from God's word, particularly for our nation in this moment. Um, and so we've been working through that. In the first part of the show, uh, we weren't able to stream to Facebook. Sorry about that, guys, that you missed out on that. But in the first part of the show, uh, we prayed, uh, firstly, just giving thanks to God that he has placed us in South Africa. It, it is a good land in so many ways. And um, we are so blessed to be here. Um, and we are also blessed to have a gospel witness in the center of our country, uh, a city on a hill whose light cannot be hid, uh, that there is a pillar and the foundation of the truth in this land speaking truth, even at this present moment. And we gave thanks to God for that. Um, after we did that, uh, Tepo, 
um, led us in prayers, um, really asking that the Lord would stoke the, the, the fires of evangelism in our country, that the gospel message could go out unhindered, and that men and women would hear the truth that Jesus is Lord and Savior, that they would hear of his death and his resurrection, and they would repent, and that we'd hear testimony of that. Um, after that, I, I prayed <laughs> rather practically that we would be a civil and decent people, that the Lord God would elevate morality in our country and that he would suppress evildoers and those who are unrighteous in our country for his own name's sake and for his glory's sake. We're now joined by a really good friend of mine, uh, Andrew Butterworth. He serves at a church just down the road. I mean, uh, he lives just down the road from me. So we spend quite a bit of time in one another's company. And uh, I was interacting with him. We were having fish and chips yesterday and uh, interacting with him and uh, asked if he would join and pray for our country. And, and Andrew uh, has agreed to come on and just to continue to uh, point us to scripture, to what God's word says about prayer, uh, and then to lead us in some prayers uh, for South Africa. So Andrew, um, Thank you so much for joining us this morning, brother. It's uh, really great to be here, Mark. Thanks so much for inviting me. Um, I just want to encourage people just to say that prayer is so powerful. Um, I'm so encouraged by seeing the, the people of this nation gather in hospitals and around community places and just praying for God to change the land. I was just mm. thinking back to how you know, God spoke with Abraham about the city of so uh, Sodom and Gomorrah and with, with Lot being there. And he, and he got down to, if just 10 righteous people are there, I won't destroy the city. And there's, there's, you, you may feel you're surrounded or there's more evil than there are righteous, which I don't think is true in South Africa because we've got lots and lots of believers. But remember what God says. He says, you know, if there's righteous people there, I will sustain it. And that's what we do in prayer. We're saying to God, we want to be those righteous people that intercede for our nation, intercede for our land, and see change happen. Prayer changes. I was reading through a, a Facebook group that was encouraging prayer, and um, one of the people said, no, we don't need prayer, we need action. But actually, we need both. And the amazing thing about prayer is prayer causes action to happen. As we petition the sovereign of the universe, his, he, he then sends his angels, he, he in, things initiate in the heavenlies that, that are powerful, and he inspires his people to action. So the best way to get our God's people acting on behalf of our king is to present our request to our king that he commands the troops. So I just want to, just before we start to pray, just give a real exhortation that prayer really does work. It is powerful. It's the thing that causes change in our land. And so when we do pray, I want you to pray with faith. When, when you join with me, just get it inside the prayers that I'm praying. I'm, I'm I'm again following through the Matthew Henry um, presentation of prayers, but join, just really, don't just listen, join with me in prayer. Just agree in prayers. When two or three, you know, agree, there's power. So you may be far away across the country, in a different country maybe, but let's agree together for our land and it will be powerful. It says the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective, and we've been made righteous by Jesus Christ. You know, it's not our righteousness, but his righteousness. And we pray through his ability. He's our great high priest who intercedes on our behalf. And we present our petitions to him, and he brings them to the Father. Isn't that powerful? 
Yeah. So that this morning, I want to pray for the continuance of our nation's outward peace and tranquility. Isn't that it's just a great phrase by Matthew Henry Mark? I mean, just uh, the, the continuance of nation's peace and tranquility. Yeah, what I, what I love about Matthew Henry is, is sometimes when we pray for the, for the country, we kind of head immediately to uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2 and we pray mm -hmm. for our head of state, <laughs> who Tepo will be praying for next. But what I love about what Matthew Henry has done is he really does round out the kinds of prayers that we can pray for our church. And right now, our country needs peace. Our country needs tranquility. Absolutely. This is something we, we ought to be praying for. Yeah, indeed. And um, so I'm just going to read a few scriptures that, that have been put together around that. But look, I've been reading through the Beatitudes and Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. And we want to see peace made in our land because it doesn't feel at peace yet. But through prayer, we can, we can initiate peace. Obviously, there's action as well. But let's go to our sovereign and our king to petition him to bring peace to this nation. The Zechariah 2 says, let God himself be a wall of fire around us and the glory in our midst. Doesn't our land, our people need the glory of God present? You know, when Jesus entered the disciples, they were anxious, frightened, and after his resurrection, he entered into the room, he said, peace be with you. You know, the presence of God just brings peace to a place. And we want to pray God's presence on this land. God's presence in our cities, in our suburbs, in our townships. We want to play God's presence over this whole place in, in Parliament. We want to, we, we, the Holy Spirit filled the room in Acts 2. We want the Holy Spirit to fill our nation. It, it says, yes, let his gospel be our glory, and upon all that glory let there be a defense, and create upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion, and over her assemblies a cloud by day, even smoke, and the brightness of flaming fire by night. And he, he's linking that to Isaiah chapter 4. There's also echoes of the Exodus as well, when God led his people by, you know, the pillar of smoke and the pillar of fire. And we, it's a cry for God's presence, you know, his manifest presence in this country. We think of it in the temple when Solomon dedicated the temple, and God's presence filled the, the place the priest couldn't minister. And we want God's presence because he is the great high priest. He is the peacemaker, the ultimate peacemaker, and we want to follow him in that. So let's, let's play, pray in response to the, those, those few verses. So God, we, we pray for our land. We pray for South Africa. We ask that you would be a wall of fire. Would you protect the most vulnerable? Would you bring your glory where, where those who are most vulnerable to fear, and to be frightened amongst what's going on in this land. Will you protect those people particularly? May they know your presence close to them. May you draw close and may they be at peace. And then we just, we pray for peace to fall on this place where there's murmuring and rumors and discussions about uh, uh, disharmony. We pray, will you just end those and bring messages of peace? May you respond to the prayers of your people and bring peace on this land. We pray that your glory will be, be a defense around this country. May the dwelling of Mount Zion and, and your glory be over her assemblies. All the churches that gather in your name, we pray for protection for them. But may they be places of houses of prayer that call on peace. 
May the may your presence be a brightness of flaming fire by night and smoke and glory during the day. We we commit this land to you, Jesus. So that, that's the first part of um, his his construct of praying for peace and tranquility. Well, you know, Andrew, as we as we pray for peace and tranquility, really, our, our intention is that the gospel might go out unhindered. It's not just peace and tranquility for peace and tranquility's sake. Um, but, but we do recognize that God uses our prayers and he moves in our prayers. His hand moves in our prayers according to his own goodwill and pleasure. And so what a wonderful opportunity to pray that the Lord would do precisely what the Lord wants to do. And that's bring peace and tranquility so that the gospel can go out. We, we really have this, this great opportunity to partner with God. Brother, as we, as we pray, obviously our nation has many unhappy divisions. Um, I mean, it would be foolish not to acknowledge. Uh, often we are plagued by racial tension. Um, as a nation, we are sometimes plagued by ethnic tension. I heard our, our president speaking about that on Sunday evening. He mentioned it. Uh, whether he was correct to do so or not is, is immaterial. The reality is he was highlighting something which we all know is sometimes at play. Um, we have many unhappy divisions in South Africa. Uh, and yet God's word provides us ways of praying in the midst of those unhappy divisions, Andrew. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping that you can lead us as well through, through conversations regarding that. I mean, it's, the unity is, is, is something that we want within, amongst brothers in the church and sisters. But I think there's also it's right to pray for unity in our land as well and to bring healing. The, the, the gospel brings healing. It, it unites people groups together that were previously a enemies of each other, and there's this great power in God's ability to to bring healing to mankind through through His great gospel. I'm going to read through more of, the, of Matthew Henry on this. He says, "For the healing of our, our unhappy divisions, and and don't we know that at the moment?" And he says, "In the making up of our breaches," and he, he quotes from Judges five, "For the divisions that are among us, there are great searchings of heart." And then Luke 12, where there are, there are three against two and two against three in a household. But, and then in Lamentation, it goes on and says, but is the breach as vast as a sea which cannot be healed? And obviously the answer is no. In Jeremiah chapter 8, it says, is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then has not the health of the daughter of our people been restored? And in Psalm 60, Lord, heal the breaches of our land. But because of them, it totters. And he goes on to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. He says, I beg in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that there may be no divisions among us, that we may be made complete in the same mind and in the same judgment. So I think that's a great start to, to how to pray. It, he starts by saying, look, there is a real problem here. And when we pray, we acknowledge the, the situation. It says, Abraham looked upon his body as if dead. And then he said, um, you know, you pray for a son. And we've got to look at our situation currently and say, God, this is our situation, but in you there's hope. So I, I think it's a great way to pray. So let's let let's pray for this first section and we'll we'll carry on. It's, so God, we recognize there are divisions among us. There are discord and disharmony. Um but is this breach as vast as a sea which cannot be healed? The answer, O Lord, is no. You know 
that this can be healed. We know that you can heal the breaches and we pray, like the psalmist, Lord, heal the breaches in our land because of them it taught us. We pray with Paul in his letter to the Corinthians, we say, we beg in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that there may be no divisions among us. And by us, we say the church primarily, but then beyond the church to the people of this nation, we, we pray that the divisions will be healed. And we pray for the church that we may be complete in the same mind and the same judgment. Amen. Now, I'm, I'm going to read on Matthew Henry gives more to uh, pray into this section. He says, Now may the Lord, who gives perseverance and encouragement, grant us to be of the same mind with one another according to Christ Jesus, so that with one accord we may, with one voice, glorify the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's taken from Romans chapter 15. Uh, I love that being of one voice. I, lo- I love it when the church is unified um, and and declaring God's promises and praying together in unity it just brings a lot of power and Jude chapter 1 it says promote the common salvation because that's why we look for peace we look for peace as Mark said so that we can bring real peace to people which is gospel heart change that's where real peace comes from there may be temporary peace around us so we can gather again and but ultimate peace comes through reconciliation to God and Jesus Christ Matthew Henry goes on, he says in Romans 14, Lord, keep us from judging one another, regarding one another with contempt. And then it, and give us to pursue the things which make for peace and the building up of one another. The living in love and peace, the God of love and peace may be with us. And he goes on from 2 Corinthians chapter 13 there. Finally, he goes into the Philippians to draw out more truth for us to pray into. Let nothing be done from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind. Let me regard others as more important than myself. Wouldn't it be great in our nation if that was our attitude of our leaders, that we consider others more important than ourselves? It's not, it's not politics isn't about self-glorification, it's about serving. You know, we think of all the ministries. Well, ministry means to serve. And we, we want to pray that our, our leaders would serve the people in, the, in what's best for the people. He goes on and says, Grant that my gentle spirit may be known to all men because the Lord is near. And that's ultimately what we pray. We pray for, for God to be drawn near to us during this time. So shall we pray? So, Father, we, we thank you that you give us perseverance. We thank you that you give us encouragement. But will you help us be of the same mind? with one another according to Christ Jesus. May the church have one voice in this country that speaks loud and clear so that we can glorify you in all that we say. May all the believers pursue you with one voice in unity to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray that we really will, during this time, promote the common salvation listed in Jude 1. And we, 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 we apologize, repent of when we've judged one another in this nation. And if we've regarded other people with contempt, we, we repent of that, Jesus. But give us to pursue the things that make for peace. We just pray that you'll guide us with your wisdom in how to build peace in this land. We want to be the peacemakers that are mentioned in, in the Beatitudes. We want to be people who make peace in this country. And the result is we want to live in love and peace. 
God, may you be with us and help us to do that. Let nothing be done from selfishness or empty conceit. God, that is our prayer. We want to not do anything from from a selfish motive. Mm. We don't want to be full of conceit, but instead with humility, um, we want to regard others as more important than ourselves. We ask that you'll grant us a gentle spirit and it'll be known to all men that the Lord is near. Jesus, we pray that our, we really, really will be the the hands and feet of you as, as your as your church is your body representative of you that we reach out and connect and help others during this time and represent you as ambassadors it says in 2 Corinthians we want to be your ambassadors and represent you well I pray for the leaders of the churches around this nation that we, we really do represent your heart and your love and your care and your concern to the people as we as leaders engage with politicians we pray that those leaders will represent you well, Jesus. When they represent you, may they just live out your characteristics and show people what it's like to, to know God. We, we commit this land into your hands, Jesus, and we pray for peace. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Andrew. Really appreciate your partnership for the sake of the gospel um, and your love for God and for even the people of this land. Um, and your partnership in this country. Um, and I do pray that the Lord, even as we bring these prayers and petitions before him, I know that he hears, and I look forward to seeing his hand moving. Tepo, uh, it's right that we offer our prayers and petitions for our head of state. Would you lead us in praying for our president and for for those in our office of government? Yeah. Um, Father, we thank you for our um, president which you have given us receive from your word that uh, prayers were offered for um, those who lead um, our rulers uh, psalm 72 verse 1 says give our ruler your judgments O god and your righteousness and we pray this to the end um, um that our president would resemble this oh god that he would um, resemble your judgments he would judge according to your word justly and um, with all righteousness and lord we we pray even for those who serve under him um those in his cabinet that they would also um just embody this righteousness that brings um a peace to the nation that upholds the law of god and that um the oppressors are crushed and they are incarcerated. And Lord, we, we do pray for, for all of these things, obviously that your name would be glorified and that there would be peace and that it would be established in this country. And Proverbs 25 verse five says, let his rule be established with righteousness, upheld with mercy, give him long life and length of days forever and ever and let his glory be great through your salvation. And of course, God, we ask these these things um, not for the for for, for the mere um, um, righteousness and righteousness itself, but that it would be through your salvation, because it is your salvation that we bring before all else. And we ask, oh God, that if he is um, not saved, if he doesn't know you as Lord. That would be the primary ask that we have this morning for him, and that his family too would come to the saving knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and that on that great day, 
he would say he worked greatly for you, O oh God, and for your service and to serve your people. And Lord, we ask that you would make him joyful with gladness in your presence through the loving kindness of the Most High and let him not be shaken. And that we pray according to Psalm 21, verse 4 to 7. And so God, we ask that even in this difficult time where it seems um, everybody is just against him, um, he every every little um, decision he makes or decision he doesn't make, being late on a decision made, oh God, um, I cannot imagine it being easy for him. But we ask that you would grant him the strength and grant him gladness and also grant him um, support system around him to 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 help him throughout this difficult time that we're in and lord we ask even for us as 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 as, as citizens that we would be supportive and that um, we would rally behind him um, for as long as he is acting justly and um, doing things according to your will oh god and lord we ask that you would clothe these enemies with shame and let him shine according to Psalm 132.18, and continue him long, very long, as a guardian um, to your people. And Lord, we, we, we pray these things, and we ask that um, at, the, at the top of everything, oh God, that Jesus Christ would be seen as Lord. And of course, we want um, South Africa to be um, seen as a state that fears God, and that brings God's glory um, to the faces of, of all who live in it. And so, God, we ask that this would be true and that this would be experienced from his leadership, this would be experienced from his cabinet, and that the, govern the government would act according to your righteous judgment and that we, O oh God, would return to a place of peace and tranquility for your name's sake. And all of these things we ask because you are in control and in power. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Tepo. Um, Fuck, you might be listening in right now and uh, and you want to pray. <laughs> you want to pray according to God's word and you want to pray more diverse prayers. <laughs> you want to pray prayers that are God-honoring and according to God's will and you're wondering what we are using as a mechanism to pray for. Uh, what we've done is we've drawn out extracts from a book that Matthew Henry wrote uh, a number of hundreds of years ago. Um, uh, the book is called Methods of Prayer, and we've compiled it into a set of prayers. How can you pray for South Africa right now? And they are available um, if you had to go to the Radio Pulpit Facebook page right now on the live stream. In the show notes, there is a link to these notes uh, as we've compiled them uh, or on Google you could type how to pray for South Africa right now space Crystal Park Baptist Church don't worry about the spelling Google will get you there um, and uh, if you type that information in on Google I have no doubt that they will deliver you to the page where we have compiled all of these notes hundreds of passages of scripture to inform varied prayers for the nation um, and for our land. I'm now going to pray for the safe and righteous continuation of our civil government, something maybe we don't always think about, but we do get to think about it in this moment. Um, and we do want our civil government to continue. We do want blessing to attend it. 
We want peace and truth to be established in our days, and we want it to be secured into uh, into posterity. Uh, We want the hopes of our adversaries and all their aiders and abettors to be extinguished. God's word speaks about this. Um, the Old Testament is filled with, with prayers and petitions to God from God's people regarding this. I, I think of Psalm 132 verse 17, which says, Lord, preserve to us the lamp that you have prepared for your anointed, that the generation to come may know you, even the children yet to be born, that they may put their confidence in God and keep his commandments. Friends, it's right that we pray that our nation might be peaceful now and that it might be peaceful into the future for our children's sake. That's what the saints of old prayed for. That's what we pray for. Let the gospel-believing church abide before God forever. Appoint loving kindness and truth that they may preserve it so that we will sing praise to your name forever. Thus, let the Lord save Zion. Um, That's what the psalmist prayed. Uh, Save Jerusalem and build the cities of Judah, and the descendants of your servants will inherit it, and those who love your name will dwell in it. Basically, Lord God, preserve us. Keep us safe from harm, that we might call out to your name. Friends, we do pray that God preserves righteous continuation of civil government even in south africa that the gospel message would continue to go out unhindered but also for our future generations that they might be able to call on the name of the lord in this place let us pray that it might be so father god in heaven indeed lord like the saints of old those in the old testament who came before you and cried out lord god preserve our nation preserve zion preserve the cities of judah that we might be safe and dwell securely in her midst that we might call out to your name and that our children's children indeed might call out to your name so too lord god we pray that for the sake of our children in south africa right now lord god preserve our country might we be kept in peace and tranquility for your name's sake. And this we ask in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Amen. Friends, the, the next set of prayers are so important. Pray for those who are employed in the conduct of public affairs for advisors and for cabinet members and for members of Congress, well, in our case of Parliament, for ambassadors and envoys abroad and for all who are employed in the conduct of public affairs. Friends, government is not just the president who sits at the top, although if the head of the fish rots, the whole fish is rotten. And so we do pray um, for our president, Cyril Ramaphosa. But we recognize that South Africa, our government is made up of tears all the way down to our local city councilor and those who um, come next to her. Our local city councilor is Karabo, and we pray for her frequently at Crystal Park Baptist Church. Friends, we we need to pray for all of those who are engaged in the government of our country, from the highest all the way down to the lowest. But not only that, we also need to pray for those who are employed by the state and who act as civil servants in our country. Our thoughts and our prayers and our respect needs to go out to first responders, 
And I think right now of the police who have been taking a massive public beating in terms of confidence over this period. We, we need to be praying for them. They are civil servants. They dispense justice in our land. We need to be praying right now for our defense force. I think sometimes we remember to pray for police. <laughs> but we forget that we have a standing army um, who is active right now in a number of countries in, in Africa, uh, countries in Central Africa. We are active in Mozambique, um, serving the, as the sword of the state right now uh, in the north of Mozambique. And our defense force is active in our country even right now. We need to pray that they would dispense justice and do so wisely. We need to pray for our paramedics, the guys that are going into um, oh, like borderline war zones right now. Um, guys who desire to see life continued when life is at in its most fragile state. We need to pray that the Lord God would protect paramedics, that the Lord would protect our nation's nurses who are very vulnerable um, in the midst of a pandemic uh, and all of our medical personnel, whether that be doctors and radiographers and um, uh, people who take blood and well, I don't know all the various different roles that medical professionals perform but we need to be praying that they would be safeguarded even in the midst of our present turmoil that they would be encouraged that they would go about their duties with excellence these are things that we need to pray for we need to pray for our correctional service officers you understand that our our prisons were already overrun and we just added hundreds of prisoners to our systems. We have a number of, um, of correctional service officers who attend Crystal Park Baptist Church. It is a hard job. It is not easy. You're dealing with offenders, sometimes violent offenders. We need to be praying that the Lord God would, um, would uh, uh, yeah, um, protect them. Um, protect them as they go about the execution of their duty. Let me give you a couple of verses to support what I'm saying. Psalm 105 says, Counsel my nation's counselors and teach its elders wisdom. Friends, all over our country right now, we have elders of communities, whether they be pastors, whether they be politicians, whether they be civil servants, whether they be community police forum members, we have people all over our country who are gathering together to try and figure out how to bring peace and calm to our nation. We need to pray for our nation's elders that they would be given wisdom in this moment. Give them a spirit of wisdom and understanding, a spirit of counsel and strength, a spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord to make them delight in the fear of the Lord, Isaiah 11, 2 and 3. Do not deprive the trusted ones of speech or take away the discernment from our elders, Job chapter 12, verse 20. <laughs> our elders right now need to stand and they need to speak. They need to engage with communities and help people in the midst of panic and difficulties. Lord God, give them the words to say that they might glorify you in the midst of it. Don't ever let the things which make for the nation's peace be hidden from the eyes of those who instructed with the nation's councils. In other words, help us to understand the pathway to peace. We're in the midst of a mess. <laughs> 20 years ago, when our country transitioned, um, from an apartheid system into a free and democratic country. 
The Lord God heard the prayers of his people and gave us a pathway to peace. We need a pathway to peace once again. Lord God, make it so. We are desperate. We do have no wisdom of our own. We need your counsel in the midst of it. Make it appear that you take your stand in your congregation and judge in the midst of our rulers. And when the princes of the people assemble themselves as the people of God, of Abraham, and the God of Abraham himself is amongst them, let the shields of the earth belong to the Lord that he might be highly exalted. Friends, we are not Israel. <laughs> We're just not. Um, we do not call on the God of Abraham in the midst of our parliament. But what we do need is politicians who, like Daniel, have cast themselves upon the true God, Yahweh, and call upon him in the midst of our present turmoil and distress. We need a change, a revolution, not a revolution with guns and assegais. We need a revolution of heart in the midst of our nation's leaders and elders and counselors. We need them to call upon the name of the Lord and then we need God to take his stand amongst them. We need Daniels to arise and Josephs to stand up that God would be honored even in our government. It says, let there be those from among my nation who would rebuild the ancient ruins and raise up the age-old foundations that they may be called the repairers of the breaches and the restorers of the streets in which to dwell. And that's from Isaiah 58. Isaiah wrote his prophecies at really difficult times. And yet he, he asked God, God, would you please raise up leaders in our midst? We, we're at a deficit right now. People are not standing up and leading your people and repairing that which has been broken down. We need you, Lord God, to raise up people just like that. Let's pray for those who are employed in the conduct of public affairs. Father God, oh, right now I do. I think of my local counselor. I ask, Lord God, that you'd give her much wisdom as she goes about her duties. And would she do them with excellence? But I think of that, her ward multiplied hundreds and hundreds fold all over our country. Lord God, there are counselors right now who have not the wisdom to solve the present crisis and problems. Lord God, would you give them divine wisdom that they might lead people along pathways of peace? Father, I do pray for those who have been entrusted with the sword of government. And I do, I think of the police and I think of the army right now. And I ask, Lord God, would they go about their duties with excellence, without fear or favor of man? Might they do that which, Lord God, you have um, uh, equipped them to do, that you have called them to do? Might they do it well? Might they execute justice uh, without any fear of man? Oh, but Lord God, stay their hand from, from, being, um, from being overly uh, harsh or cruel or unjust. Help them to walk the line. Oh, Father, I think of other public servants, those who work at home affairs, those who work in social services, those who, Lord God, have to go into a world which is desperately hurting right now and bring very practical solutions. Lord, might they go about their jobs with joy. Those who are believers, might they work as unto the Lord. <laughs> might they have a testimony before uh, their friends that they work with and their co-laborers. 
Lord God, I, I do, I pray for our nation's nurses, recognizing that they are in the front lines of difficulty right now. Would you give them the strength that they need to endure in the midst of the present turmoil that they find themselves in? I include in that prayer the, the paramedics and the doctors who serve so faithfully, Lord God, sometimes in the midst of very, very difficult circumstances. I pray, Lord, for those who administer our hospitals in our nation. Would you give them wisdom, Lord God? I do pray, Lord, that you would root out corruption from the midst of public service. Would you deal harshly with it, Lord God? I even feel <laughs> precatory in my prayers that, that Lord God, would you, would you take vengeance on those who have enriched themselves at the expense of the people. Might you bring to light that which they have done in darkness. Lord God, might people see that which is evil, recognize it as evil, call it evil, root it out. Might they come before the law of our land, those who you have given justice to, and might they rightly judge. Father, I pray these things because I wish to see you made great in our country, South Africa. And I recognize that this will happen as your people stand up. Your people who are correctional service facility officers and your people who are police officers and your people who are members in the service and your people who are administrators and managers for generals and for those who are in public service, in high public office, MECs and for mayors, may you give them a spirit of God. Humble them before you. Help them, Lord God, to see themselves as your servant in the midst, that, in the places that you have put them. Oh, be glorified in our land, we pray. For your own name's sake. Amen. Friend, friends, we, we're reaching the end of our prayers. Tipo and I are going to have a little bit of a chat um, after this last prayer. But this last prayer is an important one. I think sometimes we remember to pray for the president and we teach our children to pray for the president. We don't always pray for all these other sections that we have given prayer to today. Thanking God for placing us in our nation. Praying earnestly for mercies and blessings and for gospel continuation in our nation praying for our outward peace and tranquility, praying for the moral decency and civility of our nation, praying for the healing of our nation's unhappy divisions, which there are many, <laughs> praying for our head of state, praying for the safe and righteous continuation of our civil government, praying for those who are employed in public affairs as they go about their, their duty. This last one might have been a catalyst for some of the trauma that we see happening in our nation right now. And that's for judges and our judicial system. Friends, in South Africa, we, we have um, the politicians and the state. <laughs> we have the police force and the army and there's a separation between those and we have the judicial system. And there's a necessary separation between all of those spheres of government. Friends, right now we need to pray for the judges in our land, that they would judge rightly, <laughs> that they would be um, judges of peace, and that they would go about their job without fear or favor. 2 Samuel chapter 23 verse 3 says this, Make those who rule over my nation righteous, ruling in the fear of God. 
2 Chronicles chapter 19 verse 6 and 7 says, Let those who judge remember that they do not judge for man but for the Lord who is with them when they render judgment and therefore the fear of the Lord must be upon them. I think of our chief justice. I think of those who are in the Supreme Court and the Constitutional Court, the high courts of our land. I think of those who are prosecutors. I think of those who are defendants and pray that justice would prevail within the system. Make them able men, men of truth, men who fear God and hate dishonest gain, according to Exodus chapter 18 verse 20, that justice may roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Amos chapter 5 verse 24. Enable my nation's magistrates to vindicate the weak and the fatherless and to do justice to the afflicted and the destitute to rescue the weak and the needy and to deliver them out of the hand of the wicked. Make, might not power or money win the day in our courts of law, but might righteousness and justice rule forever. Let the rulers never be a terror to good works, but to evil. Psalm 82, 3 and 4, along with Romans chapter 13, verse 4. Let's pray for those who do justice in our land. Father God, I do, I pray for judges. I pray, Lord God, for administrators of courts. I think, Lord God, of translators in courts. I think of prosecutors and I think of defendants. I think of those who transport offenders to and from court. I think of those who go about the daily administration of court. And I ask, Father God, might our country be one that is characterized by the rule of law? We've been speaking about it in the news over the last couple of days. Might you whisper it in our hearts that we would pray for it with more fervor? For indeed, Lord God, the rule of law in a country is right. It reflects you. You are a God of justice, a God who is righteous, altogether holy. Might our courts, Lord God, reflect something of your divine stamp upon humanity. Might we be just, might we be righteous. We pray this, Lord God, for your own name's sake, for the good of our country for the good of the people, the citizens in our land, for the glory of God amongst us, for the, for the sake of the church that her gospel message might go out unhindered. We pray this, Lord God, ultimately that you would be glorified in this place today in our land as people from our land who have placed their faith and their trust in Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior will worship you forever and ever. In the wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, friends, that brings us to the end of some time looking at what God's Word says about praying for South Africa, even right now. It brings us to the end of some time of looking at what Scripture says about these things, what the will of God is in our prayers. I do hope that you've been equipped. Honestly, I, I hope that you and your families, even this evening, as fathers lead their families in prayers, as uh, heads of home lead their families in prayer, whether that be mothers or, or oldest children, oldest believers in the home, that your prayers would be more varied, <laughs> that your prayers would be more biblical, that your prayers would ultimately glorify God as your hearts are 
are raised to him. Um, you know, Tepo, we started off by by talking about peace, right, in our hearts and how so often we are not tranquil, how so often we are afflicted by all manner of unsettlement and turmoil within our hearts and our hearts, but that God's antidote <laughs> for this present state of turmoil is that we pray. And as believers pray, the peace of God which passes all understanding will keep our hearts and our minds in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. He is our Lord and our Savior. Any final closing thoughts on on praying, brother? Yeah, um, perhaps the other thing that, that I think um, we need to also think about, I think I think sometimes we, we, we think of prayer as formalized and um, at times it just takes us to stop whatever we're doing right then then say silent prayer um, so you don't have to wait for 5 o'clock in the evening like right now is the time to pray wherever you are um, if, if God is putting a burden on your heart um, just just cast all your burdens to him right then then and also the other thing that, that we didn't well we didn't, we didn't get into um we're just talking about what to pray for and how to pray. But also like just silently in your heart, that too um, um, counts as prayer. Um, <laughs> I just I, I, I just remember I just remembered some of those prayers in the Bible. I'm just thinking of Hannah and I'm thinking of you know, just how to pray. You don't mm. have to wait for a specific time in the day. If some if you see something and this has always been what has helped me. If you see something right then, then you can say silent pray in your heart or just pray if you're driving on the way, just pray to God and he hears that too. You know, maybe just to underline what you're saying as my closing thought, I'm remember, I'm reminded of Nehemiah, right? He yeah. stands before the king. He has no time, no time whatsoever. Um, well, well, the the book starts off. He hears about Jerusalem, and he and he prays, he prays, and he fasts. Um, and it's a very structured prayer. It's an excellent prayer at the in the opening lines of Nehemiah. But after that, he gets called into the king's presence, and the king says, "Well, why are you so grumpy? <laughs> why why do you not look great?" And in that moment, he prays to God, and he speaks to the king. And so for many of us, maybe just the, the opportunity to pray is all the time, <laughs> to be in constant prayer, um, constantly humbling ourselves before God, constantly praying before God. But friend, if you are caught in the midst of a present struggle, a present turmoil, an immediate panic, or whatever it might be, then is the right time to pray. You can pray in your heart. You can pray immediately. You can send arrows up um, toward heaven. God hears our prayers. For those of us who have cast ourselves upon Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior, God is not at enmity with us. <laughs> Rather, He is at peace with us. We are His sons and His daughters. We are His children. He loves to hear our prayers. Not only does He love to hear our prayers, but He acts. Even He uses our prayers according to His goodwill and pleasure. And so pray. <laughs> pray for all of these things. Pray for peace in our land. Pray for continuous continuance of government. Pray for our head of state. Pray for our judges. Pray for all of these things. Pray in the midst of your work. 
If you are a policeman, pray as you police. If you are a nurse, pray as you nurse. If you are a pastor, pray as you pastor. If you, whatever you do or in all things, pray. God hears us. You know, as we, as we close out and uh, as we head towards either musical interlude or prepare for uh, news and for breaking news and current events, I'm reminded that each week we say the same thing. Our prayers go out to all the elders and the deacons holding the line in local churches, as well as for our missionaries serving in foreign fields. We also each week say that our prayers for and much respect to uh, first responders, to police, to our defense force, to all of those who dispense justice in our country, to firefighters, to paramedics, to nurses and to medical personnel, as well as to correctional service officers. Friends, you've been listening to Table Talk with me, your host, Mark, along with Teppel Pitzel and earlier, Andrew Butterworth. Uh, we're going to be going to news. And so until next week, Friday, walk wisely, live holy, and testify zealously. God bless.